This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Well, hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Employment Hour on News Talk 980 CKNW. Manny Bazunas, along with Lior Samfiru, one of the nation's leading employment lawyers, we're heard at this hour every weekend on this radio station, so glad you could be with us. And we're going to take your calls throughout the next hour or so. Let me give you the number now before we set up Lior with the week that was. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on yourself. So we'd love to hear from you. Uh, Lior, as one of the nation's uh, big-time lawyers when it comes to employment law, let's review some of the cases that flew by your desk this week. Thank you very much, Manny. And it really was a busy week, a good week. Um, but we're here to answer questions. You know, some people may not have had a good week. They may have had some issues at work that have come up. And, you know, it's the weekend. You may have been stewing a bit on the weekend thinking about it. Well, we're, we're here till six o'clock uh, tonight. Give us a call. Let's talk about it. Let's answer the questions, arm you with some information and, and at least hopefully uh, can make you feel a bit better. Uh, knowledge is power, certainly when it comes to workplace rights. And, and that's, that's our job here on the employment hour is to provide that information. So don't be bashful. Uh, so let's start off and get warmed up here uh, on the employment hour with a couple of uh, situations that I saw uh, this week that just ended. Uh, first situation uh, involved a, a gentleman had called me. Uh, he had worked for a company for, for three years, and he had recently received a, a negative performance review. Now, uh, I, I don't know whether the performance review was justified or not, but he certainly felt that it wasn't. And the company was very adamant that he signed the performance review. He, he didn't want to because he didn't agree with it. He thought it was unfair. So what the company did is they said to him, well, if you don't sign this performance review, you're considered to have resigned. Uh, and despite this, he said, well, no, I can't sign this performance review. I'm not agreeing with it. There's a lot of issues here that are, are wrong. So sure enough, uh, he got a letter at home uh, the next day from the company saying, uh, you've resigned, uh, and here's your record of employment, and we wish you all the best in, in the future. And that's what he called me. And he wanted to know, well, is this a resignation? Did I resign? Did I have to sign this document? And what I told him is absolutely not. This is not a resignation. The, the, a resignation implies or mandates that it's something that the employee does unilaterally and voluntarily. Someone else can't decide if you've resigned. No one can say to you, if you don't do this, then you've resigned. It doesn't work that way. You as the employee are the only person that can say, I am resigning. I am leaving my employment. Now, the employer in this case, could they have let this person go? Absolutely. They would have had to let him go with full severance, but they cannot deem this to be a resignation. An employee does not have a legal obligation to accept a performance review uh, to agree with the performance review, uh, positive or negative, and it's not a resignation. So the lesson here then is this person was ultimately wrongfully dismissed in the sense that in the eyes of the law, he was terminated, yet he didn't receive any compensation. Uh, a lot of people may find themselves in that situation in, in different contexts, Manny, where the employer may say, well, if this doesn't happen or if you do this, then you've resigned, you've left your employment. It doesn't work that way ever. No one else can decide if you've resigned. You as the employee are the only person. So Manny, I think there's a very, very important lesson right there. Well, uh, how many people have been offered a, a change in the job description and 
You know, the boss has said, well, if you don't like it, you can always resign. <laughs> well, that word resign, as you point out, Lior, has to come from the person, not the employer. Anyway, we'd love to hear from you. If you're listening to the show this evening, you've got a question on uh, your workplace rights, we got the man who can answer everything. Lior Samfiru, one of the nation's leading employment lawyers, and here's how you reach us, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. To reach Lior through the week, toll-free, 1-855-821-5900 or email help at employmenthour.com. But uh, for the time being, love to hear from you, 604-280-9898. What else crossed the desk this week, Lior, that we should know about? Randy, so when we spoken before on the show, we've talked about the number of months uh, and weeks pay of severance that someone is owed if they lost their job. And obviously, that's very important. If you lost your job, you need to know whether you're owed two months, 12 months, 24 months, etc. Well, but there's a lesson here, and that is that the number of months is not necessarily the only thing that matters. So let me tell you about uh, a matter that, I, 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 that came across my desk uh, just a couple of days ago. A uh, very, very nice uh, lady. I worked for a company for over 10 years. I a reasonably senior position, well-paying position, and, and was let go because of a restructuring. Nothing wrong that she did. And she was offered 12 months salary. Uh, and in talking to her, I agreed that 12 months was the right period of time for which she had to be compensated. But, and here's the important uh, issue, is the fact that the employer said they're only going to pay her 12 months salary. That's it, salary only. But, man, she also had a bonus that she was entitled to when she was working. She had benefits, she had a car allowance, and she had pension contribution. Over that 12-month period, those other entitlements were worth about $40,000. So even though the employer said, we're going to pay you for 12 months, that employer did not include all the components of compensation as the employer was required. So... But the lesson here then is very important. It's not just the number of months that you're owed, uh, that's extremely important, but it's also what's included in them. The rule is if you've been let go when you get severance, that severance has to include all components of your compensation, everything, salary, bonus, benefits, everything. And if you haven't received everything, that means you're still owed compensation. So, uh, so that's very important. Luckily, she wasn't, uh, you know, blinded, if you will, by the 12 months. She knew enough to, to call me and, and have me take a look at it and advise her. And yeah, I found out that she's owed about another $40,000. And next week, I'm going to be working on this matter to make sure that she gets that compensation. And I want our listeners to be aware of that as well. Uh, make sure that if you are let go, you get everything that you wrote. Well, if we take a look at that total benefit package, which you, uh, say is worth about $40,000, does that come uh, as cash or does she stay on the benefit plan, say, for the next 12 months? Do you work it out um, in terms of money or time left on the plan? So with respect to benefits, health, dental, etc., there, there, there's two options. Uh, one is, yes, you, you stay on the plan for the period of time, and in many cases, that's just the easiest way to go about it, that you'll stay on the plan for the severance period, whether that's two months, 12 months, 24 months. Uh, but the other option is, okay, if the employer has to cut you off or for administrative reasons, then we have to negotiate compensation in lieu of those benefits. Of course, when we talk about $40,000, it wasn't in that case just the benefits plan. It was also her yearly bonus that she gets, the car allowance, the value of her pension contributions that the employer uh, provided. So it's really that that the whole package, uh, because when we're working, Manny, obviously we don't have just our salary. Well, some of us may. 
But in many other cases, we have other components to our compensation, and those always have to be included. And it's very likely, uh, in my experience, that the employer is not going to forget about salary when it comes to your severance package, but may well forget about the other components of compensation, and those can be equally important. Well, I think it's important for people to know exactly uh, what those are worth so that they can bring that to you. In the case of this particular lady, uh, she was in a senior position and let go because of restructuring, and uh, all these things came to the surface, an extra $40,000 in overall benefits, car allowance, etc., Love to hear from you. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. You're listening to the Employment Hour on CKNW. Manny Bazunas along with Lior Samfiru, one of the nation's leading employment lawyers. And this really is your chance to get some advice if you're having a problem in the workplace. We got a great email from Leah. Uh, Dear Lior, I'm an office clerk and work for a construction company. Every year I get laid off in the winter and come back in the summer. This year, I have not been called back, and my employer won't return my calls. What do I do? Well, good question, Leanne, and and thank you very much for your email. Uh, So this is very common, both in the construction industry and in other industries that are seasonal, where someone only works part of the year during the season, whatever that season is. Now, if you're working... Uh, regularly. Leah, what I mean by that is you, every year you work from this month to this month, then you're off, then you come back, and round and round we go, then that now is the term of your employment. And if your employer then decides, well, this year we're not calling you back, then that's a termination. And if that's a termination, you're entitled to severance. And a lot of people are going to be shocked by that, certainly because she's working in construction. A lot of people think that in construction, you don't get severance. Well, you absolutely do get severance. Everyone gets severance, even in construction. Uh, And and so you've been terminated, Leah. Your employer can't simply decide not to call you back without paying you severance. So depending on your age, uh, your specific position, and the length of your employment, then you're going to be owed that compensation. You have to give me a call. Let's talk about that. Get at the details because uh, this would be a wrongful dismissal, i.e. a situation when you've been let go without severance. Boy, how many... uh construction workers do we hear from every week, Lior, uh, who claim, well, you know, that's just part of our business. Uh, the job, uh, exactly. you know, the, the job isn't working for me. Uh, you know, the job's finished. Now I'm laid off and the contractor's going to call me back for the next job. Well, that in effect, when you say termination equals severance, uh, that's a perfect example where these construction workers are owed a severance in your opinion. And that's I take it on the books, Lior. That's uh, they're they're legally bound to pay that severance. They're legally bound, but you know it's one of those things. If you you don't realize that, uh, then you're not going to make your employer pay it. And and a lot of people don't realize that they they're under a misapprehension. And you know hopefully people are hearing us. People are getting the message that yes, you get severance even if you're working in construction, even if you're working in a seasonal business. Yes, you get severance. We're going to take a break. Come back with more with. Lior Samfiru, one of the nation's leading employment lawyers, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Through the week, you can reach Lior toll-free, 1-855-821-5900 or email help at employmenthour.com. A little bit later on, we're going to have a little fun game with what Lior uh, has put together for all of you to try out at no charge. It's really kind of cool to do. Severance Pay Calculator. We'll tell you about that a little bit later on on the show. You are listening to the Employment Hour on News Talk 980 CKNW. I'm Manny Bazunas. Back in a moment.
And you're back to the Employment Hour on News Talk 980 CKNW. Manny Bazunas along with Lior Samfiru, one of the nation's leading employment lawyers. Lines are filling up, but we urge you to call now, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell to talk with Lior. And first out of the batter's box, Peter, welcome to CKNW. Hello there. Hello. Um, I have a... I, uh, uh question there i guess for the labor lawyer there's something happened to my wife recently and i just thought it was the strangest thing i ever heard of in my life go ahead um she works for a company i don't really want to mention the company there's six employees there and they brought on a new guy on board i don't know if he's like a chopper guy or whatever but he just comes in out of the blue one morning and he says as of today I'm laying you all off. I'm giving you two months' notice of a layoff. Um, that's your severance. You, it's a two-month working severance. And he says, um, you know, we're going to be making some changes around here. Wages have went too high. We're going to be reposting everyone's job. You, you're more than free to repost for a job, but, of course, it will be at a lower wage. Is that legal? So, Peter, uh, first question, how long has your wife worked there? Uh, she's been there four years, but they did this to another fellow. He's got over 10 years in with the company, and it was the same scenario. Okay, so just quickly about your wife. So four years, uh, what kind of a job generally, and, and how old is she? Um, she's about 50. Yep. And like it's in the cooking industry. Okay, got it. So so here's the thing, Peter. Uh, your wife is owed severance, and, and for her situation, she's probably owed seven to eight months severance. Now, the two months that she got as, as notice counts towards those eight months. So at the end of the two months, she's owed another, let's say, six months pay. So that working notice, uh, as we call it, does count, but because she's owed a lot more than two months, she's owed more compensation. If she was owed only two months, then at the end of the two-month period, she would be owed nothing. So she's owed another six months, roughly. If you mentioned there's an employee with 10 years of service, that employee could potentially be owed another 10 or even 12 months at the end. So, uh, but the, the, the good news is she's owed compensation. What she doesn't want to do is quit before the end of that two-month period. If she does leave before, maybe she, she finds another job or she says, you know, I've had enough, whatever it is, Unfortunately, she won't get that severance. She needs to give me a call, and we need to deal with that severance to make sure that we get her that extra compensation. She's not uh, uh, getting her full severance, and I would urge her and her colleagues to give me a call. Let's talk privately and make sure she gets everything that she's owed, Peter. Yeah, because he already did this to another person, and that person had a number of years in, too, and he figures when he's going to let a guy go, uh, he figures it's two months severance and it's two months working severance. It's not. And that's, he figures that's all he owes him. And, and you know, I, if I had a dime for every time uh, someone told me that, that or an employer said that, and he may actually believe it. I, I, I don't know this employer. I'm not going to say that he is a bad person, but he may well believe it. But irrespective of that, Peter, it's wrong. Uh, he's owed an entitlement severance is not a standard two months. It's not a standard anything. It's based on a person's age, position, and length of employment. 
So in your wife's situation, based on the information that you gave me, I assess her being entitled to seven to eight months. So uh, that's the good news. So if we're talking about another half year's pay here, but I wouldn't wait on this. I would have her give me a call in the office uh, this week, tomorrow even, uh, and tell her colleagues to do the same because they may have entitlements potentially as much or more than her even. Right. I didn't get, could I get your phone number? We'll give it to you off the air for sure. Uh, Peter, okay. really appreciate the call, but that's a great point. Uh, that you make, Lior, I think that, uh, you know, this employer, uh, uh, for all the brashness that uh, may have come about when it had to let six people go but wants them to continue working, I mean, he may actually believe, or she may actually believe, in this case it's a he, that uh, two months is all uh, he owes them and he's going to stick to what he believes uh, he owes them. And that's why you should always get a hold of Lior before you sign anything. 604-280-9898 to talk to us now, but to reach Lior through the week, toll-free, 1-855-821-5900 or email help at employmenthour.com. Okay, let's talk about the severance pay calculator. Uh, you mentioned three things, uh, Lior, age, uh, position in the workplace, and length of yeah. employment, and that's all on your severancepaycalculator.com, so I can go there and hit all the right buttons, and I can find out, if I'm terminated, how much they owe me. Yeah, and, and you know, Peter, for example, he called us about, about his wife. Peter could have absolutely gone to the severance calculator. It's severancepaycalculator.com. Very simple. And when you go to severancepaycalculator.com, uh, you can find out how much you owed if you lost your job. You input your age, your position, and the length of your employment. You just pick it from a drop-down menu. It takes seconds. And once you've done that, you're done. It's going to tell you whether you're owed two months severance, six months, 12 months. It's going to provide the same type of assessment as I just provided to Peter right here on air. Uh, I wanted to make this information accessible to everyone to make sure that people have access to that uh, knowledge information at their fingertips. Uh, over over the past four years that we've had the calculator, over 100,000 people have used it. I'm very, very proud of it. And it should be the first place people go to if they lose their job. And many, sometimes uh, I chuckle a bit because people use it just because they're curious, which would make sense. They want to know, hey, maybe uh, if I am let go, I'd like to know how much I'm getting. And they sometimes email me after and they say, Lior, I think there's a, a bug in the system. <laughs> this told me I'm owed uh, 12 months uh, severance. That can't be right. Well, guess what, Manny? As you know, we've talked about this before. It is right. That is what the law provides for you. So use it, severancepaycalculator.com. Well, I factored in, I factored the numbers in, and I got an answer as, as to what you know, I think I'm going to get. And uh, it's like having your own little financial plan. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> Neat, a, yes. you know, you add it to your financial plan. Well, if I get fired tomorrow, here's what my employer has got to give me, according to Lior. And I factor that into my uh, retirement plan. So it's kind of fun, and it's uh, very accurate, and it's very easy to do, and there's no charge for it. Severancepaycalculator.com. A lot of people are calling, uh, don't necessarily want to go on air, Lior, but they do have questions for you. So let's run down some of those questions. Uh, are random drug tests legal, and can I say no? Good question. And uh, with random drug tests, uh, both our, our courts and our human rights tribunals uh, across the country have said, generally speaking, they're not legal. Generally speaking, 
random drug tests would be discriminatory because potentially some people may have a, a medical condition. The only time they would really be uh, okay is if there's a position that's a very safety-sensitive type of a position where we really, really, really got to be careful or else bad things are going to happen, number one. And number two, if there's been problems in the before in the workplace with, with drug use. In those two situations, yes, usually uh, uh, an employer can implement random drug testing. Other than that, uh, an employer is not re- allowed to implement random drug tests, and it needs to be incident-specific. So, for example, if something's happened and you want to know whether that employee was under the uh, the influence of, of, of drugs, for example, then, yes, at that point, a drug test could be required. But beyond that, just a random, uh, broad uh, drug test is not something that an employer can and should do in most cases, and you can say no. But before you go ahead and say no, let's talk about it. Let's find out if you're falling into one of those situations where it could be allowed. But again, for most people, Manny, the answer would be no, it's not something that the employer can do. Okay, a lot more questions for Lior Samfiru, one of the nation's leading employment lawyers. When we come back after this news break... Uh, here is our number, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. We'll pay the tab on that. Toll free, 1-855-821-5900 to reach Lior through the week. Or you can email help at employmenthour.com. You are listening to the Employment Hour on News Talk 980 CKNW. I'm Manny Bazunas, back in a moment. Welcome back to the Employment Hour on News Talk 980 CKNW. Manny Bazunas along with Lior Samfiru, one of Canada's leading Employment lawyers, we'd love to hear from you. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. And toll free to reach Lior through the week, 1-855-821-5900 or help at employmenthour.com. One quick follow-up question uh, to what we were talking about before the break, Lior. Random drug testing, is it legal and can you say no? Can an employer write into a contract, an employment contract, random drug testing? Excellent question, Manny. The answer is no, and the reason it's no is because it's a human rights violation, just like an employer couldn't write uh, into a contract that, hey, if you get pregnant, we're going to let you go uh, because that would be illegal. The same thing applies to to a a random drug test. To the extent that that test would otherwise be prohibited by human rights legislation, uh, an employer can't contract out of that legislation. So uh, it's either illegal or it's legal. And if it is illegal, uh, there's there's no exceptions. Okay, one other uh, quick call came in and... uh Thought uh, he would just give us the information as opposed to speaking with you personally, but he is listening. And the question for you, Lior, is if you receive severance, does it, should it, include unused vacation? Most certainly. Uh, so any any time you lose your job, and even, by the way, if you lose your job because you did something wrong, even if it's a for-cause termination, you still have to get any accrued and unused vacation pay. So uh, if you have uh, 10 outstanding days as of the date of termination, and sometimes you may have a lot, maybe you've carried some dates from previous years, uh, then all of those have to get paid out. Uh, and by the way, Manny, what's important to know is that when it comes to vacation pay, those have to be paid out right away, even if you're negotiating your severance. So we, we may not have decided yet on the full amount that's going to be paid, 
Just like outstanding wages have to be paid, so does outstanding and unused vacation. It has to be paid usually within two weeks of the last day worked. So very important question uh, and, and something you need to watch out for if you lose your job to make sure that that's not forgotten, that that's not something that you miss out on. Well, they don't want you to worry. The law, I guess, doesn't want you to go two weeks without a paycheck if that's in fact what you're owed. So the unused vacation and the back pay or outstanding pay has to be paid within two weeks because that's when you're normally paid. And the severance is on top of that. Okay. Uh, Here's an email question from Richard. I've been suspended without pay for the last week pending an investigation of my expense account. I did not do anything wrong. Do I have to wait for the company to call me back to work? Well, you know, here's the problem uh, here, uh, Richard, and here's the problem here, Manny, is the fact that if you're suspended without pay, being suspended without pay is a disciplinary measure. So an employer should not impose a disciplinary measure until they know that the employee did something to justify discipline. So it seems like what's happening here is that he is being suspended, he's being disciplined while the employer is trying to figure out if he should be disciplined. So that's literally putting the cart before the horse. So in that case, uh, Manny, no, that's inappropriate. An employer can suspend an employee with pay pending an investigation. In other words, we don't know what you did or if you did anything wrong. We're going to have you not work. We're going to suspend you with pay while we figure this out. And and then once the employer figures it out, then maybe the, the maybe there's discipline or cause for discipline or maybe there isn't. But you cannot suspend someone without pay. So uh, I see that oftentimes. A suspension without pay usually is a constructive dismissal. So an employee has the right to treat a suspension without pay as a termination of employment and require the employer to pay severance. So Richard, uh, in this case, uh, I would call the company and tell them that you don't think this is appropriate. If they still say, too bad, we're going to continue with this uh, unpaid suspension, you have the option, if you so choose, to treat that as a termination because, as I said, they've put the cart before the horse. Easier still, give Lior a call through the week, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred, or you can email Lior, help at employmenthour.com, help at employmenthour.com. But to reach us here now, live, 604-280-9898, or star 9898 on your cell. You are listening to the Employment Hour on News Talk 980 CKNW. Manny Bazunas along with Lior Samfiru. Rick, welcome to the show. I've got a couple of questions for you. Um, I've got a friend of a friend who was terminated um, at, at a, a hospital, a, a, a private hospital, and she had been off for a year because she injured herself. She worked in housekeeping. And she was given, she was told by labor relations that uh, she would get eight weeks severance. And your calculator said she should get eight to ten months severance because she worked there for um, uh, nine and a half years. And then she was off work for a year. Now WorkSafe is telling her she's going to get some kind of disability payment because she she was just terminated because she went back on a, a graduated work program and they said that they just can't handle it and, and you're fired and that that's the end of it so she's gone for the last six weeks now the question i have is i i understood that you couldn't get fired for medical reasons and the second thing is um, uh, her termination labor relations said eight weeks uh, severance for nine and a half years work and and that's like uh seven months light compared to your your calculator so, Rick, my question is this. Was she part of a union? No, not to my knowledge. 
Okay. I, I can't guarantee well, if, that. If you're right, okay. So, so the only way it could be eight weeks is if she was part of a union, if she was a unionized employee. We mentioned before on the show uh, yeah. in the past that the different rules apply to unionized employees. The collective agreement uh, governs. But in a non-union situation, absolutely she does not get only eight weeks. Yes, it will be somewhere in the 9, 10, potentially even more, 10 months uh, of compensation that she'd be owed. Now, yeah. beyond that, to your point, uh, yes, it is illegal to let someone go because of a medical condition. Uh, that's a human rights violation. You can't do that. Now, if the employer tried to provide accommodation and, and legitimately couldn't, there's just no way they can accommodate, well, maybe it's not a human rights violation. But that's very difficult to establish because an employer does have a, that strict duty to accommodate. So potentially, your your friend is not only owed, yes, 10 months severance or potentially more, uh, but they may be owed human rights damages. So it's not eight weeks, Rick, unless she is a union a member. So she needs to give me a call, and this is not something that she should wait on. She should give me a, con- a call as soon as possible. And now the other question I had for you is, do you work on contingency? Because she's been off work for a year. Yeah, and, and many, many of our cases are on contingency for the simple reason that a lot of our clients don't have a lot of money because they just lost their job. So, yes, that's something that we do and we do often, and, and we're happy to help in that way. So that should never be a concern. Uh, I'd be pleased to talk to her, at least to, to be able to advise her fully on her rights, and then she can decide what she wants to do. Thank you. Rick, appreciate the call. Uh, in previous shows, Lior, where this has come up, how do you charge? Uh, you have mentioned that in some cases – uh, you will negotiate uh, with the employer who was doing the terminating, and the employer of the terminated employee uh, will pay the legal fees. In many, and actually in all cases that we, we do that, in all cases, one of the things that's on the table, one of the things that we negotiate is compensation for the individual's legal fees. Whether my arrangement with my, my employee client is contingency or another arrangement, we still try to negotiate some or all of those legal fees back from the employer, and in the vast majority of cases, we're able to do it. And and, and the reason I mention this is simply because so many people are, are hesitant or don't want to get legal advice because they're scared of the legal fees. Uh, and, and in many cases, you know what? That could be a legitimate consideration. When it comes to employment law disputes, it really should not be because in most cases, we're able to recover those back, and in any event, we can charge on a contingency basis. So uh, it really should not be a, a, a cause for concern. I brought that up only because Rick was a little bit concerned and asked you about a contingency that, uh, in his case, uh, he can pass on to his friend that it's possible you'll get those legal fees from uh, the offending employer. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. I'm Manny Bazunas along with Lior Samfiru. And you're listening to the Employment Hour on News Talk 980 CKNW. Mike, welcome to the show. Um, yes, hi. hi. I, have a, I have a quick question. How, what's vacation pay exactly? How is it? Is this, if you're working, you're supposed to get money when you're when you're off for two weeks, or is that part of your deal with Vicar? Is that an extra bonus on top of being paid by the employer while you're not working for the two weeks? Is that something? So, it's a great question, Mike. So, so vacation pay, there, there's two concepts, vacation pay and vacation time. Vacation pay 
is uh, is, is a percentage of your wages that you earn uh, as vacation pay. You, uh, the minimum that you can earn is four percent. So uh, uh, if you if you earn if your salary is fifty thousand dollars, then you earn another four percent as vacation pay. It could be more than four. It can't be less than four. Vacation time is time off work that you get for vacation, and the minimum is two weeks. In most cases, the way the vacation is coordinated, that I'll get pay my vacation pay while I take my vacation time. So if I'm taking my vacation time, I'm going to take my, my two weeks uh, next week, then my employer is going to pay me my vacation pay at that time. It doesn't have to be that way. Some employers tack on vacation pay onto every check. So the net effect of that is when you take your your uh, vacation time, you actually may not get paid at that time because you've already gotten paid. So just remember those two concepts, vacation pay, which is a minimum of 4%, uh, and vacation time, which is a minimum of two weeks free from work. And what about if they, does an employer have to give you a pay receipt, pay stuff, your deductions on it? Uh, an employer, well, it depends. Some employers uh, uh, pay directly into uh uh, your bank account, and, and they'll give you a, a, a receipt or they'll give you a stub if you ask for it. Uh, they, they certainly sh- are have, will have that because they had a way to calculate it. Uh, but the easiest thing and what most employers and employees do as relates to vacation is simply while the employee is off, they continue to get paid, and then it simply evens out because 4% is the equivalent of two weeks' pay. So that's how we, we, uh, we get there. Uh, but if, if the person that you're calling about, whether it's you or someone else, is not getting paid while they're off on vacation, you want to make sure that you've received that vacation pay somewhere else. So you have to ask your employer that question. How am I getting paid my vacation pay? Okay, Mike, we'll give you the uh, number to reach Lior through the week. And uh, if it's you, then uh, maybe you should give him a call and uh, you know process this thing through so that you're absolutely clear. And Lior will be happy to answer all of your questions through the week at one 821 or email help at employmenthour.com. You can speak with Lior live right now, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. You are listening to the Employment Hour on News Talk 980 CKNW. I'm Manny Bazunas, back in a moment. Remaining minutes on the Employment Hour on News Talk 980 CKNW. Manny Bazunas along with Lior Samfiru, one of Canada's leading employment lawyer so we would love to hear from you before we wrap it up for this week 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell uh leor 100,000 plus people have used what you set up on the internet severancepaycalculator.com this is awesome i check every week just because i want to reaffirm exactly what my employer is going to owe me but it's a it's a every it, week it's not going to change man no i know well, i'm waiting for the month to to switch over because didn't you say the longer <laughs> okay. you're employed so i wait for the switch over in the month you got to, it. to add a, a few extra days so this is really cool you go on to uh, what leora set up uh, severancepaycalculator.com and you answer or type in a couple of questions. It's anonymous and there's no charge and it's really cool. And that you even have a list, uh, Lior, of uh, job descriptions. And so that will help someone uh, figure out, okay, well, I'm close to being a salesman, so I'll put in salesman and that way. Does it make a difference what the occupation is, by the way? 
Yeah, the type of job that you have is one of the main factors. The more senior position from a manage, management standpoint, the more severance you get. The more specialized the position, uh, the more severance you get. Uh, so all those are, are a factor. You know, a laborer is not going to get the same severance as uh, as a vice president of a company. Uh, a salesperson is not going to get the same uh, severance as an engineer. So so all that is factored into the severance calculator. Okay, severancepaycalculator.com. Again, no charge. And uh, I think you'll get quite a kick out of it. It's And it's accurate. Listen, we got a motor here and get through some calls on the employment hour. Gord, welcome to CKNW. Uh, hi. Uh, I wonder, could I ask a question about uh, travel time? You can ask anything sure. you want. Okay. Uh, well, I'm a driving instructor, and uh, my understanding is that you are, you're not, it's not required for the employer to pay you for your first you know, drive to your first student, like, say, for starting up from your home. Like, we keep the cars with us. And, you know, uh, that's between, right. Uh, between students, like from, say, to uh, student two, three, four, you know, and then they, of course, not expected to pay you on the return home, and that's understood. But my employer uh, steadfastly refuses to pay despite what the labor code says. I'm just wondering what recourse I have. I know one employee, he, employee actually left uh, several months ago over this. Now, Gord, are you paid by the hour? Uh, yes, we are, yeah. Okay, so so then you're absolutely right because when you're uh, driving from one student to the other, you're on the job, you're on the clock, you're working, uh, part of your job. So because of that, yeah, no, it, 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 you're absolutely right. That's time you, you can't spend that time uh, not going there because then then you you wouldn't be doing your job. So uh, because of that, the employer should be paying you, uh, and, and especially if you're an hourly employee, that's time worked. So there's there's two options here. Uh, the option that I'm going to recommend, though, which is I don't recommend for other things, but for dealing with those types of things, I recommend you contact the Ministry of Labor. Uh, the Ministry of Labor here in BC uh, can help you in that situation, and you can tell them, here's the employer. You don't have to even use your name and tell them, here's what this employer is doing. And they're going to come in and, and, and look and investigate. And if they determine that that's what the employer is doing, they're going to order them, uh, the employer, to, to, do, uh, to do what they're supposed to, to pay you and potentially pay you back as much as two years' pay and your colleagues. So you have to do that. The other option I was going to mention is, is I could do this for you. But when it comes to, uh, to these issues, when it comes to hours of work, uh, pay, overtime, Ministry of Labor can actually deal with them uh, quite efficiently. They can't deal with termination of employment, but they can deal with those issues. So, Gord, I would make a call to the Ministry of Labor. You can do that anonymously. You can find their contact information on, on, online. Uh, yeah, you, you shouldn't be uh, working for free. Mm, I understand completely. And here's another thing that when I started with this school, uh, be about 16 months ago, and uh, when um, it was in right, right in the new year of last year, and when uh, Family Day rolled around, I looked at my check. Oh, no stat holiday. So I asked about it, and uh, I was told, "Oh, it was a screw up with the accountant." I thought, "Hmm." So I asked another employee, and uh, to my amazement. It seems like all these other people were just kind of rolling over and playing dead and not insisting they be paid stat holidays. So then they, you know, they started paying them after I made some noise. But Well, I, I think this is probably a similar case that Lior is talking about. If, you know, he's not paying you for driving from student to student, 
uh, you know, you're on the job. And so contact the Ministry of Labor. Gord, I got to wrap it up. I really appreciate your call. Uh, stay on the line. We'll give you Lior's uh, number through the week. Uh, i got time for one more quickie here. Alan, welcome to CKNW. Hello. Hello. Uh, I'm somewhat confused on the calculation of the severance. It was my understanding in British Columbia that it works out to about two weeks per year of service. And and now today, uh, from what I heard earlier, it's it's a calculator look at when I get a chance based on the number of years service, but also your age, your position, and all of that. Um, yeah. Is, first of all, is the understanding I've just outlined, is that correct? So, so Alan, I, I'm so happy you made this call. It's probably one of the main reasons why we do this show, uh, because there's so many misconceptions out there. So the, the whole idea of a week's pay per year of service or two weeks pay per year of service, no, that is absolutely wrong. That may represent a, the, the person's minimum entitlements, but it does not come close to representing a person's full entitlements. A person's full termination entitlements, the amount of compensation they're owed if they lose their job, is based on several factors. The, the three main ones are age, position, and length of employment. There's there's other factors that can, that can come into play, but those are the main ones. The, the severance calculator is just a, a handy tool to give to give you an assessment. So, uh, so many people accept a lot less severance than they're owed because they don't know any better. They think, just like you would uh, thought, that it's two weeks per year. So, yeah, they offered me my two weeks per year. That's that. When in fact, it could be owed three times that. So, so it's a very important question, Alan. It's not two weeks per year. It's absolutely much more than that. That's your full entitlement. Uh, and, and I think hopefully all our listeners that may have thought the same way uh, now know differently. Alan, really appreciate your call to CKNW. Further questions can be directed to Lior through the week. Toll free 1-855-821-5900 or email help at employmenthour.com. And for the severance pay calculator, severancepaycalculator.com. You have been listening to the Employment Hour on News Talk 980 CKNW. Along with Lior Samfiru, one of the nation's leading employment lawyers, I'm Manny Bazunas. We'll see you next time. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.